2: we are back for the first time as always so far as long as i can remember hi i am Zakoyama, oyama and the rotating heroes podcast is back but there's been a couple of changes if you want to hear more of those details you can head over to the rotating heroes patreon where there's a public post about the show and you can also hear arcs one through seven right now and then arc eight will be dropping very very soon with a slight change. What could that be?
3: Yeah, that's right. There's a slight change. Hi, everyone. I'm Jasper William Cartwright. I am so, so excited to be joining the Rotating Heroes crew. And from Arc 8, I will be taking over the reins as DM and become the new custodian of the world of Amalar. But fear not, it will be the same character, the same worlds that you have grown to love all that you will grow to love through listening to the show it'll be a little while before arc 8 hits this feed so if you can't wait and you want it sooner then make sure to head over to the patreon and it'll be there in november november of 2023 mm-hmm. That's right and if you
2: need more reasons to check out the patreon you can head over there to listen to the arc barks the talkbacks for every episode That's where we get together after the episode and talk all things that went down, as well as monthly updates where we shout out the amazing people who have been sharing the show, as well as keeping you up to date on all things rotating heroes. But let's start it back at the beginning with Siobhan Thompson, Emily
3: Axford, and Mike Trapp. As they discover some very interesting things happening with the obelisk that's near their hometown.
2: Sounds like it to me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. Oh, well, it's a good thing we recorded it. Listen, that's uh, if you're listening to this, this is also my primer because it's been a minute since I've listened. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's so true. How long has it been since you listened? I want to
2: say anywhere between one and 55 years.
3: Okay, cool. That's a pretty broad spectrum. Did they have podcasts 55 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> that's what they said. This sounded is
2: like. a podcast. Had them on those
3: discs, on those vinyl discs, vinyls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that? Yeah, that was about fifty years ago. Yeah, 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 probably. (laughs) Man, that'd have been way. That'd have been a big old thing to like have to like go to the store and get a vinyl of a podcast. Yeah, I'd do it though. Definitely this one.
2: A two-hour vinyl of a podcast for, I don't know.
3: How big would that vinyl have to be (laughs) to have two hours worth of information on it?
2: It's like when a pizza place does like a novelty giant pizza.
3: Gigantic pizza. The size of the record player would be like the size of your living room. I'm
2: sure it's affordable. It's
3: definitely affordable.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, I am giddy thinking about this. This is Mike. You're about to listen to me basically dming for the, first, for the time. first time and that was
3: a nerve-wracking experience yeah i can imagine it's like especially d- doing it for an audience <laughs> an
2: audience and some of the like f- like easily
3: some of the best players
2: oh <laughs> like, my god <laughs> I'm glad i'm not, not doing that right now you
3: did not give yourself like easy mode for sure we
2: dumped it we we dumped in
3: Dumped in. we dumped in baby we dumped in baby.
2: <laughs> we dumped in on the deep end yeah we dumped in on the jeep in on the jeep in we jumped in on the deep
3: end genuine question how did you find uh creating the like creating the law creating the world for the first time was that like something that you really enjoyed or was it like i i definitely felt like the first time i had to do something for a big audience like this i was like i feel super overwhelmed that everyone is like yeah it you know was I mean?
2: you know it's Equal parts fun as it is, like oh god, I hope people like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but like yeah, definitely very nerve-wracking. And coming from a world of like writing sketch and other things, it was definitely the biggest thing I was trying to write, like a whole sure. world.
3: Sure, 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 sure. There's like so many more moving parts, mm-hmm. right? You're not just focusing on like one scene or like one particular like, yes. narrative through line, and
2: trying to like create a trajectory that the other
3: podcast the other arcs can mm. follow. Sure uh you know and you don't know what's gonna happen exactly and like i mean like i said it was absolute hard mode because you did it with a rotating crew of people so even the characters themselves were changing like every you know four like or so episodes which is crazy i
2: guess i was pretty brave is what i'm thinking you're actually
3: like so brave dude i think the
2: best part about these little wraparounds is they're going to be a great place for me to tell myself i was brave
3: yeah yeah and process the uh process the the, the all of the emotion you have now yeah. as a as a much older man
2: yeah i'm 17 years older
3: 17 years older you like 2020 I mean, honestly lockdown yeah it kind of feels like that feels that way kind of feels that way oh brother right that's definitely something that I've really enjoyed about re-listening to these as well. Is like hearing all of you in like peak lockdown mode. Is, oh my God. It's extremely entertaining. We sounded well, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sounded all sounded just so emotionally stable. It's great. <laughs> Bunch of normal
2: people. Bunch uh, of normal
3: people running around telling a fun story. But it is an amazing and a very, very fun story. And I feel uh, very lucky to be brought on and be a part of this family. I can't wait for us to uh, get to uh, Arcade and, and like the new uh, stuff that that I'm going to DM but like this you guys are in such a treat. if you haven't heard the rotating heroes quadcast before Zach's a brilliant DM and their players are unreal like so so good
2: too kind it's too kind from Jasper it's too kind well uh, I refuse to not be kind Zach. well well, I mean you're just going to have to stick around and listen to Jasper DM because he's going to kill it
3: that's very true that's very true I am going to kill it <laughs> <laughs> that's very true i <laughs> It was so strange. I immediately, like, the words, it's very true, come out of my mouth. Except the compliment. And I, yeah, Except yeah, 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 yeah. The compliment. and I immediately regretted saying it, like, so quickly. <laughs> it's like,
2: I guess I'll have to take the compliment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've, yeah. I've
3: literally said, I've literally committed so hard to taking yeah. the compliment, and I feel awful about it.
2: Oh, no, you were, hey, it's very true. It's
3: all good. It's all good, baby. So I guess it's probably about time that we shut up and uh, let you take over. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's time for present day us to let Past Zach take over. Past Zach, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, I don't know if you can see me back in 2020, but you're doing great. Take it away.
4: Good job, buddy. Hey, keep going. Goodbye. Good luck. Good luck.
1: Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.
2: Okay, hi. This is uh, the first episode of podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
1: The the long blank or you'll just fill it in later. Yeah, 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 for sure. the
5: raw confidence of a DM coming into being. (laughs) A title
2: so creative and so powerful that it could only make you fully invest in this podcast. Um, uh, Thanks for listening. We're joined today on this first arc of the podcast. Uh, by three of my friends who are are very funny, very talented, and very good D anD D players. Uh, let's just go around. Uh, top left on my screen is Emily.
5: Hey, what's up? Thank and you so much for having me, Zach. You're
2: welcome. Thanks for for being here. And then we have Mike Trapp. Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. You're so welcome. Uh, and finally, we have Siobhan.
0: Hello, thanks for having me.
2: So, so you're so welcome. And honestly, that would have been a, a perfect place to intro everyone's characters, but we have to do a lore dump. We have yeah. to take a huge dump of lore on
1: okay, the top great. of this
2: episode. Shit that lore uh, all
1: over
0: a sec. You guys
4: oh God. sit back, relax. We need a whole bunch of proto-lore the night before, and now we just got to gotta hunker down, we got a big old lore dump. Grab a magazine, Call get ready. Call
2: in sick to work. We got a lore dump. <laughs> Okay, so let's just (laughs) intro the world that we're going to be playing in for this arc, and I think all of them.
5: Wow. So
2: let's get started. I take you now to the continent of Amalar, a land where great nations grew to almost unfathomable heights. Their technologies pushed the limits of what was thought possible. Massive obsidian ships hovered without effort. Metallic constructs built cities overnight, and life was never easier before it became much, much harder. As nations of men, elves, orcs, and dwarves filled the lands, tensions over resources mounted, and the war for Amalar brought a scale of death and destruction the world had never seen. Blinded by ambition and greed, the nations fought till the world was nearly unlivable. As Amalar itself was almost fully consumed by the war, a great emerald flash turned the sky green. As the green light exploded in the sky, a forest larger, denser, more full of life than the world had ever seen blanketed the lands in an instant, covering over half the continent. It would seem that nature went nuclear, and in an instant, what became known as the Endless Hulk was a reality. But as much as it created, it also destroyed. Almost all the great cities were lost, but nevertheless, the war was over. It had to be, for there were no real nations left to fight it. Many survivors called the Emerald Flash a curse, others a miracle. But we're not gonna start in the forest. I'm sorry. Uh I know it feels like we should. What? I'm just not I made
5: a ranger. <laughs> yeah. Sorry,
2: Emily. Change it right I now. also
5: made a ranger. I'm all about natural terrain. <laughs> Looks like
2: uh we had three rangers here and uh sorry, you got, oh, you got about
5: campaign. you
2: got two minutes but... to to rewrite your characters completely. Okay. Uh, it's my shit, podcast, shit, leave me alone. Shit, shit. 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 Instead of that, we're venturing east, past the edge of the forest, between the Kiptide Mountains and over the Sapphire Lakes, and even the East Sapphire Lakes. Our first arc starts at the foothills of the Bonber Mountains. As far as mountains go in MLR, the Bonbers are considered small but proud. You'd probably say, hey, that's a nice mountain if you saw it, but uh, it would be probably a very intense day hike on, like, hiking.com. But beneath the Bonbers is really where the magic happens. A natural cave system a mile deep led to perfect conditions for a mine that in time led to an impressive dwarven stronghold. The family responsible for this union, the Orbraders, were artisan jewelers turned warriors turned leaders. Their housewords reason over might guided them for many generations. June Orbrader, the warrior queen and wielder of the Iron Comet, was one of the greatest of them all. She learned from her parents' generation that the world could change at any moment who knew firsthand when the Emerald Flash created the Endless halt to the east. She knew it was important to rule with a giving spirit. It was under her rule that the nearby gnomes and halflings of the pastoral city of Aberdeen were welcomed into the city for trade, commerce, and friendship. Burden was stronger than ever under June. They were ready for any manner of attack, but unfortunately, what happened next was, for lack of a better word, unprecedented. As history tells us, no one could have anticipated what became known as The wafting, a great obsidian (laughs) obelisk.
5: Yeah,
1: disgusting. (laughs) It's not
2: disgusting. It's uh, scary. (laughs)
1: It's
4: kind of gross, though.
1: No, it's well, you'll see.
2: Uh, A great obsidian obelisk, an ancient technology from the previous age, nearly the size of the mountain itself, pushed free from the endless hold, seemingly carried on the breeze, mm -hmm, like wafting. Uh, It's wafting uh, this way. (laughs) Drifted back and forth. (laughs) Closer and closer at a bewildering and glacial pace, crossing the distant shores of the Sapphire Lakes closer and closer, until it struck the mountain itself with a force even the Great Keep of Burdum could never have withstood. It struck the mouth of the caves with such a force that the mines and city itself all caved in, buried by miles and miles of rubble lost beneath the earth. Most confusing of all, the obelisk struck the mountain and then stood still. Decades later, it remains dormant. The dwarves, gnomes, and halflings were all left with a shocking lack of closure. No one really understood what the obelisk even was. No attempt to get inside it was ever successful, no entryway of any kind. There was no use of force, however large, was able to penetrate its surface. Any search for answers was a dead end. The only clue they had was that sometimes, on especially quiet nights, if one was brave enough to press their ear to the surface, they could hear something. Something that sounded like the pounding of a single hammer, accompanied by the faint twinkling noise that one could swear was music. Okay, thanks for tolerating the lore dump. We're now firmly in present day.
5: Wow. We but start- that's the kind of dump I don't want to flush, though.
2: <laughs> yeah. look at
5: the- hey, That's get the kind of dump I look- gotta hey. show to Murph. Ooh,
1: it's hey.
0: a little-
5: Smooth lore dump.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gross. I promise the rest of this won't be as gross.
1: Uh, Well, we start
0: our
2: adventure at the foothills of the Bombers in the quaint town of Aberdeen. Uh, While still pastoral in many ways, the town has changed massively in the last 50 years, most notably in two ways. First, with the presence of the obelisk, the chief industry of the town changed from farming and agriculture to tourism. Gnomes and halflings of Aberdeen cater to flocking tourists, all hoping to check out the legendary obelisk. The second reason... Uh, is the massive influx of refugee dwarves that settled in the north side of town, now called New Burdom. Today is an especially big day, as it's the Day of Remembrance. We cross down to the Gnomish District, where in the uh, stable of a family home that's not occupied by any horses or anything, a cool teen uh, hangout sort of has formed. And Trap, can you uh, can you introduce your character?
4: Yeah! Uh, I'm Turbine Spizzlezinc. Uh <laughs> I... Uh um I'm, uh, I'm I'm a gnomish uh, bard and God y- the main thing about me is that I just I love the obelisk so gosh daring much uh it is a uh, it's uh it's you know, the I'm I'm basically like a Disney nerd, but for uh, but for this obelisk, uh, I could tell you all kinds of trivia about it. Uh, I'll go out to the obelisk at night and press my ear against it and tune all my musical instruments to it. <laughs> and I'm out here, uh, I'm out here in, my, in the stables. I'm just like, I'm working on my. Uh, uh, I, I got a little like. It, a car would be too generous to describe it. It's basically, it's like, like instead of wheels, it just has like a series of boots that like turn around <laughs> and like, it's all like, it makes loud cranking noises and stupid like bouts of smoke. But I I drive
5: really, I really, this... w- really want to see, I really want to see a, uh... What do you call the stuff that gets hit on the road? I really want to see roadkill from your (laughs) bootcock. It's like he kicked an animal really hard. There's
4: a a special lever you can pull where it just sort of like tries to like scrape it off against the side. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, But... Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm working on my little um my stupid little uh tour car, which I which I give I, I run tours to go in and around the obelisk
2: or, or around the obelisk and take a look at it to, to curious looky los. Cool. Well you yeah, I mean you're working on your your, your vehicle, whatever it is. Uh you, you hang out in your parents uh former stable, like they don't have a horse or anything, uh, where you have kinda like created sort of this teen space. Ah, uh, where you're not under the same roof as your parents, and you get to do what you want. You got posters of the uh, the obelisk everywhere, and you got your your different gizmos. You like you sleep on a like a bed of hay, uh, <laughs>
4: like the, an old uh, obelisk uh, sleeping bag that like, I bought when I was like six. But I still kind of like it's old and ratty, but I'm still using it. Rows and rows of obelisk, like. A special edition Obelisk hats. A uh, new one comes out each year, and I've got to buy the new one every year. And I'm, I'm wearing this year's, but the old ones are still arranged nicely on the shelves of the stable.
5: Please say you have a series of obelisk action figures. <laughs> yeah, they, I, just, they, 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 they like, just lined like...
4: up and they sort of march around.
2: As you're playing with your toys, uh, ah. you, you hear you hear your dad clutch say, <laughs> They're not say,
4: toys, they're collectibles. Hey, quit
2: playing with your toys. It's breakfast time. Uh, they're not
4: toys, dad.
2: I don't care. Just okay. uh, it's uh, time for, uh, I got some eggs and bacon going. If you're, you're going to work, right? Come on uh, in
4: all right yeah just just one second i just gotta i just gotta finish the there's a the, there's uh, there's something cool going on here between uh, obelisk from from five years ago and obelisk from three years ago and just there's kinda, something a quick cool showdown.
2: happening what do you mean
4: hey, i'll i'll be up in a
2: second okay your dad patiently waits for you to play with your toys for a little longer don't you have work in a little bit yeah they'll 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 wait for me they'll be there
4: i i I appreciate you looking out for me dad just like scarfing down eggs like barely even paying attention to what what my parents are doing
2: uh yeah well i mean your parents are in the kitchen and they're like uh they're 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 having their morning routine they're drinking their coffee there's like a little bit of like a a aberdeen newspaper-esque thing that like is very simple but like your mom's reading it uh and your dad is uh he's you know happily worked in the mine for many years before uh before the obelisk arrived and now you know he's he's just like his job now is to like help with the infrastructure of the town which is so much more boring for him it's it's so much less interesting he calls out to you and he's like um son can you come in here for a second we uh, can we just talk to you for a little bit uh yeah yeah sure dad kind of in a hurry but yeah what's up okay um I understand. Uh, yeah, what do you? You're, you're working. Uh, you guys are working the um, Day of Remembrance Festival, right? You, you got. You're out there. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think that's a real job. First off, is what I'll say. But um, what do you mean? Well, you know, giving tours of the outside of a large tower that no one knows what it does. It's I mean, an what is obelisk,
4: that? Dad? It's not just a large to- a large <laughs> tower
2: is kind of an understatement. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I know about the obelisk. Took my job.
4: Well, you know what I know about the obelisk? What? It's two miles high exactly. And also, <laughs> you could hear a, a wonderful humming sound in there sometimes. Also, the obelisk asks as a
2: deet-free bug repellent. Here's some other fun facts about
1: the I, obelisk. I think we
2: can we can stop there. Hey, okay. son. Okay, uh, me and your mother were talking, and we just want you to consider just mull it over today, just getting a real job. You know, you can, you can help me... Look, we we got some drainage culverts to dig, we drainage got covers. uh some wiring to uh rewire on the on the bridge. Uh you know, there's a lot of fun stuff to do.
4: Dad, none of that sounds that all sounds fucking awful.
2: <laughs> okay, wow. Okay. Well sorry to sorry to swear at your dad, hey, but you know, I, I think we're just different, and uh I, I would hope that one day you come to your senses. Um he starts look. uh choking up a little bit.
3: Uh, look, I, I'm
4: sorry, Dad, but I, I really got to run. We got a lot of paying customers; they they can't wait to see the okay. outside of the obelisk, and I can't wait to show them.
2: Okay. Uh. Well. Uh. Yeah. We'll talk later. Um. You get out of there. For the day of remembrance, I think. Uh. You and your uh your buddies that that run this um, the the obelisk tours are working this sort of festival, like helping. Uh, Cause it's over. It's. It's a festival that uh, marks the the fifty years it's been since the Obelisk landed. Uh, you know, is this a, a- somber festival? <laughs> it's it's got a bit of an identity crisis because like there's <laughs> obviously there's like a there's a um, shrine to the dwarves that uh, lost their keep. Uh, there's this sort of uh, statue in the center of town that has this pickaxe with like swirling copper and tin, like uh, the swirling metals uh, holding it together, and there's like some flowers uh candles and stuff but generally it's supposed to be a fun festival uh like it seems like the numbs and halflings have invested more time into making it that but on the way there you you pass by uh this uh little it's almost like you live like in a district that feels like the like Amsterdamy kind of like river canal uh you pass by like a lower kind of like a um, hole in the wall bar called the peanuts Lament <laughs> where we're a little gnome and uh it's truly uh, a hole in the wall in that there's a piano and uh, three stools and there's no room for like a man could not go in there uh, <laughs> and uh, the bartender yells out to you it's like uh, hey uh, turbine uh, can you come in here and play us one of your songs uh, you got any time to play us a song
4: I I really gotta get going here I and mean, the the festival's about to get going
2: okay um. Maybe you could stop by later. Yeah, uh, we well, I'll, I'll give you a couple copper if you come in.
4: I I, I check my watch. Uh, how, do I know like how much? How You're much very time? late. I'm extremely late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I uh, I imagine also like driving this thing like. The wheel's just huge. It's like the kind of like top of my head is like the bottom of the wheel kind of situation. Um, uh, I I feel pretty pretty guilty about this though. So it's like, as I'm like driving, it's like, you know, uh, uh," I like put like a harmonica in my mouth as I'm driving away and I'm just like blowing tunes at him as I'm I'm like cruising down the street.
1: That's
2: beautiful. That was something else. Uh, You keep going into town and we are going to cut over to one of our other characters. Emily. You are running and running <gasps> as fast Every. as you can.
5: Wow.
2: <laughs> Through tall grass. You sprint. Oh, is this a dream? This is this the fastest you've ever gone in your entire life. You look to oh. your hands and feet and notice that they aren't hands and feet. They're oh. clomping. They're galloping, oh. if, you, if you will. You look to this your left and you see a palomino horse just having the best time of its life also running. To your your right, a Mustang gallops, (laughs) just just kind of foamy sweat on its shoulders that are super muscular as it's just like making time.
5: Ah yes, three muscular horses. (laughs) You,
2: You run and run and run until you get to a crystal clear lake. You've earned this sweep. soups sod horses.
4: <laughs>
2: Lingering shots of just <laughs> names. You go up to the, the to the crystal clear soup and you <laughs> you lean forward, you look down, and you see your halfling face
1: no! reflecting in the
2: water, and boom, you wake up.
5: I knew you were gonna do this to me. <laughs> you wake okay. up in your
2: room. You wanna introduce your character?
5: Yes. Hi, uh, my name is Brenda. L- brenda elizabeth but you could call me brenda elizabeth for short um if you're strapped for time i am a horse girl and a circle of stars druid but i prefer circle of sparkles i have a magical trapper keeper in which i doodle with my rainbow gel quill and i live in a one-room house with my eight grandparents um i'm also a halfling who wears uh, stretch stirrup pants a unicorn t-shirt and I have impossibly long impossibly thin hair but my bangs are really poofy like I permed just my bangs <laughs> and I'm also wearing multiple wrist watches
2: yeah so you you're Wake up in the corner. I, your...
5: I should <laughs> specify the description I just gave was uh, co- I came up with it with the full knowledge that I have a minus one to charisma.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, love, oh. I love that in a world, uh, in like a D&D type world, a horse girl very much could be a race, but it's, not a race <laughs> it's just, just... very much not a
2: race here. This, <laughs> you are a halfling that is I have a horse to ask girl. You... Even...
5: Okay, I obviously I am a horse girl. I love horses in every incarnation: horses, unicorns, pegasuses, centaurs. But uh, Zach, I need to ask you: Was that? Have I turned into a horse yet, or is was that just a dream and I just woke well, up from something? That's I don't never know if happened? it's
2: happened to you before. I don't think it has. I think he just had a <gasps> had a dream that was pretty glorious. You wake <laughs> up and you're just like you have matted your hairs, your thin hairs all matted and sweaty, like. <laughs> Just on your face, like your bangs are I'm somehow tangled still perfy. up in my
5: own butt-length hair.
2: <laughs> but you got, a single you're, you're... blade of grass
4: in your
2: teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you do smell the the real soup in your uh, house the the nasty cabbage soup that your grandparents are are putting oh. together. Um, you. Uh, you you were raised by your grandparents, and and when we say grandparents, we don't mean two, we don't mean four, we mean no. eight grandparents. Eight
5: grandparents, five grandpas, three grandmas.
2: Yeah, you you got uh, Grandpa Gus, Grandpa Paul, Grandpa uh, Jan, uh, Grandma Jan, uh, Grandma <laughs> Grandma Elizabeth, Grandpa Brendan, Grandma Gail, Grandpa Sean, Grandma Shelley. Wait, I maybe got the the. Uh, the wrong amounts of either but there are eight of them
5: <laughs> there are eight of them and their their names sort of fluctuate <laughs> all of my all of my grandparents um got divorced and then remarried and then resituated very amicably into a one room house to raise me
1: mm.
2: so yeah, this is a uh, this is your very much your family home mm-hmm. uh the yeah. the you know your grandparents are all, you know, they all have one. I, w- I wouldn't call it a bed just because it's so large and uh, it has to yeah. accommodate all your parents. Uh, but they're, they just sort of congregate in this big mass in the middle of the house. Uh-
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 70s conversation pit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's sunken in. It's sunken in yeah. from both the weight and the design. <laughs> Big decorative pillows, lots of tie dye. <laughs> Grandpa, your uh, your Grandpa Brendan uh, uh, notices you uh, toss away, he's like,
5: uh,
2: uh, "Brenda, Brenda, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah." Grandpa Brendan, I'm sorry, I woke up from a really good dream. Oh, Not you had a like good dream, that, though. Oh, yeah, I had a really good dream. Grandpa Brendan. Can I just tell you what my dream was?
2: Oh, we I would dream. love to hear your dream. Yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: All of your grandparents I know just...
5: that this is a morning ritual that I tell all eight of my grandparents by. Come, the dream. sit in the Last
2: center night. of
4: the, he- the pit. The pit's just popping into frame. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, another story.
5: <laughs> well, okay, if you're going to press me, yes, I had this dream. And I was running faster than I've ever run before. And I looked on one side and it was a Palomino Pony. And then on the other side, it was a Mustang. And then Whoa. I looked down and I was of a equine body.
2: Oh, wow. I would love to be an equine body. This old body. is like kind of stands <laughs> up straight. It's just, they all sort of stretch.
1: Don't sell yourself short,
5: Grandpa Brendan. You are jacked, and everyone knows it. <laughs> so
1: much, yeah, every- and popping sounds. <laughs> <laughs>
2: everyone looks like Grandpa Brendan is the most jacked of all of them. Uh, <laughs> he's got like this sinewy, like uh, old man muscle. Uh, he was like, Well, I'm glad you woke up because we were all just talking. And, um, you know, today is the day of remembrance and a very important day for our town, and um, yeah. I know that with the tourism, that the uh, the prices have gotten a little, uh, well, pricey for the admission. Yeah.
5: I and, know we used to have a two-room house, and so now we have a one-room house.
2: Yeah. I mean, we're getting priced out of the neighborhood.
1: I, I, yeah.
2: But we can all handle that. Between the eight of us, we can figure out a way to, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Gail makes watercolors. Uh, Paul makes pies. Um, Gus is working on that soup. Uh, the rest <laughs> of us are you know making do
5: <laughs> sorry can i just and the grand, can i just clarify is the soup a money making endeavor or
2: well it's a money saving endeavor oh um, i see i do rather love than eating starting my
5: day with a good cabbage soup
2: yes well the uh, the cabbage soup is nearly ready so uh you can have some in a moment but uh, before that <sighs> we just wanted to give you this and uh, all the grandparents part. And grandma Shelley comes forward with a uh, wristband for the uh, day of remembrance festival Um, there. It's like a tin silver wristband because they Disney Disneyified the prices almost.
5: Holy horsey. How did the eight of you come up with the means to buy me this?
2: Well, um, as I said, uh, uh, grandpa Gus, uh, Sold some pies. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Grandma Gail sold some watercolors. Uh, uh, Grandpa Sean uh, braided uh, some bracelets. And uh, the rest of us did stuff too.
5: (laughs) Again, I'm not going to inquire because the more you don't say it, it seems like drug dealing. (laughs) I'm just going to push aside my three wristwatches and then gingerly put on this new band and then very laboriously go around and hug each of my eight grandparents for a oh, very long hug each.
2: What a sweet child uh they all uh you, you know it takes about i don't know thirty minutes to hug every uh, grandparent in a meaningful way uh, they're also not helping by being slow uh eighty year olds <laughs> um, uh, more more pops
4: and creaks. <laughs>
2: So I hear uh at the, the festival they're uh, you know they all got they have all kinds of games, but they uh, they're gonna do um, you know, a best in show horse show.
5: <gasps> what kind of horses do you think they'll be displaying in this best of show experience?
2: Brenda Elizabeth?
5: Yeah, Grandpa.
2: All kinds. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Grandpa Brendan, I I I Words have been stolen from my mouth, and the only way I can think to communicate right now is with another round of 30-minute hugs. (laughs)
1: Let's get it started.
2: Uh, They (laughs) proceed to laboriously hug you again. (laughs) As you continue to hug them, we're going to cut over to our final character, Siobhan. You wake up in your penthouse suite in the uh, Starborn Hotel. Do you want to introduce your character?
0: Hello, peasants. I'm Astrid Starborn. Uh, my daddy owns the Starborn hotel. Uh, obviously, when the obelisk came, my daddy opened the hotel instead of being a stinky underground dwarf, and we made so much more money than anybody else, so anybody who says that we're not a traditional dwarf can suck it. Uh, I have <laughs> a long, sort of silvery blue um, braids, um, I'm wearing uh, like a leather almost like a pinafore dress with a like a Peter Pan collar um and everything is extremely crisply uh pressed and ironed. Um uh, my sheets get changed every night. Everything your, is Your your
2: your place is immaculate. You uh your family uh owns and operates the Starborn Hotel. You kind you know I think other dwarves kind of consider you um I, maybe class trader is not the right word, but uh, uh-huh. they all live in New <laughs> Bermere and you're one of the few dwarves that live on the uh, sort of the halfling gnome side of town for financial reasons purely. Like uh, it was a wise investment to open this hotel uh, in the heart, of t- uh, like kind of in the town center. The, the Starborn Hotel is, is the nicest hotel in all of Aberdeen and tourists, uh, especially rich tourists flock to this place. You You're on one of those like, you know, Rich person beds that are so tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, four poster post obviously. Vest. There's yes, uh, obviously. billowing yeah.
0: curtains around me.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. You uh, you pull the curtains wide and you and you look wow. out over Aberdeen. You you're base you're basically the highest ev- elevation in the town outside of the obelisk. Of course, uh, a servant quietly brings in a cup of coffee and leaves silently because he knows <laughs> that you don't want to talk. <laughs>
0: This is lukewarm.
2: I'm uh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, it just sprints out, grabs oh, it, can't runs get back your away. Help
0: nowadays. Good gracious. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you.
2: You, you go about your morning routine, routine and, and notice that your daily present is on the little pedestal next to you. Uh, of course, you get a present every day from Papa. Uh, <laughs>
0: Papa! Thank you so much. What have we got today? Uh, okay, I open the present. You,
2: there's like a little... Um, it's not a big present, which is a little disappointing because hmm. usually you get bigger presents. And uh, you you open up the like crisp uh, wrapping paper and find a golden bracelet. It is a... Uh, wristband for the festival today and it is a front of line pass wristband that gets you oh, free snacks goodness. you never have to wait uh it's basically um you know a $500 pass at Disney World
5: <laughs> Does it let you ride the horses in the bested show? Cuz I think I'll steal it. I'll compromise my morals.
2: <laughs> it might it might do that. I feel like that the, the bested best in show is more of a show but uh with the status that Astrid Starborn wields maybe they will let her wow you go you go downstairs uh w- once you're ready uh and you uh you enter the uh, hotel's bar the Opal of Vermier which is named after this big uh opal that was in the center of Vermier that sort of lit up the whole city it was sort of, it's it's just kind of like <clears throat> this um magical focus that that gave light to this underground world there's a big mural of it behind the bar it's like an upscale it's like a kind of like a gastro pub uh Mm -hmm. with like truffle fries and artisan pizzas and that kind of thing like very hotel bar feeling and your dad is absolutely tearing a new one into a a bartender (laughs) why are these glasses so this glass is dusty so what are you what are you thinking i mean yeah uh, what are you you thinking huh oh hey there's my sweet little girl do you like your present today? I, uh,
0: yes, thank you.
2: Are you, uh, you excited for your day? He, he looks a little nervous because, you know, uh, you are kind of scary to him. You are the, <laughs> one of the few people that actually can wield a status over your father.
0: I mean, it better be good. It better be better than last year because last year was...
2: Oh, <sighs> I am so sorry about last year. You know, I didn't actually put on the, uh, the festival myself, but I, I gave a, a, a stern talking to the mayor uh and uh, he promised me that they you know they added a horse show and everything it's going to be it's going to be <laughs> if, beautiful
0: if it's not we have to get a different mayor daddy we have to
2: i'll install a new mayor if uh it's not up to your your um your liking this year um
0: thank you i love you
2: i love you too sweetheart uh your your dad uh feels like he got out of this one a little okay. Like he, like he was maybe worried that you weren't going to enjoy that. I just had to buy a politician.
5: I not do that. I'll buy my daughter a politician. <laughs> what
4: little girl doesn't love a senator? <laughs> Hey, I, I want, want a new senator,
2: Father. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to cut over to the festival. Uh, it's not too far from the uh, Starburn Hotel. but- uh, I would
5: just like to say that on my way there, I do you know when kids pretend to run by doing a little giddy up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gallop. A, little, a little horse gallop? By, like, one <laughs> yeah. Of the other. Instead of skipping, I do a little horse gallop everywhere Amazing. I go.
2: Everyone's looking at you like you're crazy. I wave.
5: I wave, like, I think I'm Belle and Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Good morning.
2: Two halflings walk by you, and they're like, that's that girl with the, all the grandparents oh oh okay i see uh so like it explains this the one that you know how it's the cra- it's crazy they all live together i, don't I know have why a thermos
5: of cabbage soup <laughs> sloshing
4: everywhere <is> your
5: <laughs> yeah you're,
2: you're you're spilling your thermos all over yourself uh, as you run uh a little uh dwarf who's like maybe like a year or two younger than you with two other little gnomes. He's got like a knit cap and like a goatee walks by. And he's like, what do you think? You're a horse.
5: I know I'm a horse.
2: A <laughs> <laughs> little gnome snicker as well. And they all like, yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're a horse, um, we are a obelisk. uh, obelisks. <laughs> uh Honestly,
5: Never. I think that my retort was better than yours. Oh, go to They have the fashionable clothing, <laughs> but I think I outwitted you. <laughs> and I take a huge swig of cabbage soup.
2: <laughs> oh, what is that? <laughs>
5: cabbage, like cabbage soup.
2: Okay, yeah. whatever. Uh, we're going to go into the part. Uh, we don't, uh, this is kind of a no win situation for us talking to you. So, uh,
5: <laughs> why?
2: Because you're. Uh, I don't know if we're even able to make fun of you. It seems like things just bounce off of you.
5: Yeah, you know what? They do. Because you know what? I feel like the rest of my peers, and I'm talking about you, you are my peers, are so distracted by things like dating and growing adult bodies (laughs) that I think that you're wasting your brain. (laughs) You're wasting your pain and you're wasting your hearts. Me, I'm a doodler, and I love horses.
2: Okay, you have just like a weird sense of self that makes it really hard to make fun of you, so um, <laughs> we're going to go out. Uh, Bink, Bonk, let's get out of here. And uh, Bink and Bonk, <laughs> the little gnomes, follow this, this other uh, dwarf into the festival. Um,
5: As Bonk walks away, I um, I shudder uh, because I have a secret crush. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bonk like looks twice like, what? What? Uh, they're twins, Bink and Bonk. Uh, it's, uh,
5: no interest in bank. Bink.
2: Bink looks at Bonk like, "What happened?" Uh, uh, turbine, as you walk, as they are walking into the <laughs> turbine, you've you've parked your your uh, your weird ass vehicle that is honestly shaking violently at this point. There's something wrong with it, definitely. I'll deal uh, with that later. <laughs> your buddy Mars is like, "Okay, uh, hey dude, you're late."
3: I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
2: The mayor's actually giving... Someone's finally paying us to do something, so uh, uh, we gotta, like, kind of focus up a little bit.
3: All right, I'm sorry, man.
2: No worries. I didn't Uh, even stop
3: to play
4: a song or anything. I just went while I was going. That's (laughs) gonna be up for something, right?
2: Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Normally
4: I stopped to play a song, and today I was like, no, this is important.
2: You're still 30 minutes late.
4: (laughs) If only I had at least one wristwatch.
2: Yeah, okay, you could make one, right? Uh, Anyways, well... We give we've been given our duties for today for the festival it's pretty casual I think we just like kind of have to like make sure people have wristbands so you just ha- post up over here I'll post up over on the north side of town and we can just switch later in the day but it seems pretty cush right. uh, we get a break to like kind of like do games and stuff in a little bit so yeah I'll see you at lunch I'm pumped man this is gonna be great yeah hell yeah for the ob. For the ob! He like, point- <laughs> he, like, he like clicks his obelisk hat to he, like, you, like two horns. <laughs> Click the hat back. I forgot to mention, <laughs> I've,
4: I've got my hat and I've also got like one big pointy beard. So just like my head's just one big diamond.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, that's very whimsical. Um, it feels like, you. you sound, it sounds like you look like a sword.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, your friend, your friend, uh, he he's like has similarly bad facial hair. He's got like a bit of a mustache and patchy hair on the sides that's just sort of nothing. It's like
4: first gnome hair. Like gnomes going through yeah. puberty or they like can't quite grow. up. their they're no mustaches yet.
2: Yeah, uh, he's like this is going to be the best day of our lives and just ventures north to his post. As you're waiting the aforementioned dwarf raider and uh and Bach walk. walk hey, by. Hey fellas. Uh, make a perception check. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 10, but I get a plus two, so 12. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you got a pretty straightforward job. uh, They're walking by. They are not wearing wristbands.
4: Oh, fellas. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stop you. You're going to need a wristband if you're coming in here.
2: Oh, a wristband? So I need a wristband to go into the middle of the town?
4: Well, yeah, you know, it's the day of remembrance and, uh, you know, the proceeds go towards maintenance of the obelisk and uh, paying employees who benefit from the obelisk and, you know, the general health and well-being of our town. So, you know... They've walked in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I chase after them. Very, very... It's like, hey, fellas, I, I know you didn't mean to do that. So come on, we're just going to have to... We can go get you a wristband from the ticket counter over here.
2: Gotcha. Okay, we'll be right there. All
4: right, well, if you want to uh if uh how far am I from like the entrance like I feel like I'm trying to like balance like watching the entrance for more people coming in but also like uh chasing down bink and bong
2: uh you're getting to the point of it's strained you you're you're to chase after these guys you're gonna have to like leave your post <laughs> uh this is
4: very dumb this is a dumb thing to do can I not
1: yes you <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: This, look, this is a silly campaign, whatever. it's This is the dumbest possible thing to use a second level spell for, but I'm going to cast Suggestion on that.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so you cast Suggestion on Raider?
4: Yeah. Let's see how this works. Uh, I suggest a course of activity and magically influence that creature. Target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it pursues the course of action you described to the best of its ability. So I, I cast it and be like, hey, fellas, I really think you and Bink and Bonk should all go get some uh, get some uh, wristbands. Okay. Uh, Raider's
2: going to roll. <laughs> he got a 15. <laughs> What's your spell say? Uh, 13. Oh. <laughs> did you just try to fucking cast a spell on me? I mean,
4: yeah, I did. i'm not gonna lie to you fellas i really think it's a good idea for you to go get a wristband
2: look you're lucky that if i fought you that the whole town would notice that i'm beating up a guy who who seemingly has the job of putting wristbands on people so i'm just gonna freaking walk away from this but after the festival today you're fucking dead man
4: all right well i look forward to resolving this amicably
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they walk away. I put some money in the ticket
4: counter to pay for for and oh. Bonks and Raiders. <laughs> oh,
0: no.
2: That's a lot of cash for you. That yeah. was, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's pretty upsetting.
4: Yeah, I, I, I'm not, like, I. that's, like, the right thing to do, but it's, like, it's gutting me how, how much of my money this is. Man. I will not be able to buy a churro later today. <laughs>
2: oh, devastating. Absolutely
4: devastating. Oh.
2: So I'll say the rest of you get there. Astrid, Brenda, Elizabeth, uh, you walk in. Uh, the the, the festival is pretty fun uh, for how somber the theme should be. They uh, they have a couple of activities. There's like this big pen where there's like kind of animal shows where this uh, sheepdog is herding sheep. Uh, everybody's like watching and clapping from a little like makeshift stands. There's like an axe throwing competition for uh, prizes. Uh, there's a little make your own obelisk station where like the, the person who makes the best obelisk gets a, pri- gets a prize as well. There's like all kinds of treats everywhere. Um, what do you guys want to do?
5: This is very conflicting for me because obviously I want to go watch the animals, but I am also a really good crafter. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I might hit up the make your own obelisk station first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So you get you get to the make your own obelisk station. It's mostly children uh but, <laughs> like yes
5: my peers <laughs> so they're
2: like eight-year-olds trying to like mess around with glue uh the, the person who's like working there this little gnome lady uh named zanzer uh she's like oh hi uh brenda elizabeth um
5: hi zanzer um yeah why, why don't you yeah if you
2: i guess there's not an age limit on this why don't we will you pull, pull up a chair huh. if you want
5: that's kind can... of interesting that you started this with. I guess there's not an age limit. It almost made it seem as though there's an implicit age limit.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, Prince Elizabeth, uh, it, I, I think we were initially thinking of this being for younger. It's okay. totally. If you, it's it's fun to make crafts. Tanzer,
5: I understand you could smell on me that I've become a woman recently <laughs> in the past year.
2: Not what I was saying. Not what I was saying at all.
5: You smell the ripening of my body, but. I still feel like a child at heart, but I guess I could go watch the Sheepdog. At least let me leave some sparkles and crafts for you to at least delight the hearts of the children with.
2: Brenda Elizabeth, I want to be clear that I was not coming from that place at all, and I would love if you made a craft. And you can maybe even show these these younger kids how to make a craft. I mean, it could I could use your help if you felt like it.
5: Okay, I help. I love it when an adult asks me to help. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, so you can uh, you can help make a crafter make your own craft. At, at, like uh, these little kids are like struggling with glue and stuff. But um, yeah, if you can, <laughs> I guess you can make a slide of hand check, or if there's another ability score that makes sense to you.
5: Yeah, I'll go with sleight of hand. It's gonna be a ten.
2: <laughs> ten. I mean, like the competition's not great, so. <laughs> So, your obelisk <laughs> looks like an obelisk. A lot of the other ones are like the like those little tongue depressor stick things are like uh-huh. they're they're kind of they <laughs> they can't really hold the shape that they want so that's that's kind of
5: i think i I think I'm like a little bit rude to these kids. <laughs> Just in like I kind of sit them down and I'm I like open up my trapper keeper. I show them some of my doodles and say, if you're gonna stray from reality, make sure that you have a vision for it. <laughs> Do you see this picture of uh, of a yellow lab that I drew? I gave it hearts for eyes, which you don't actually see in the <laughs> wild, but you know there was an intention behind it. You understand what I was meaning. So if you're going to well, Oh it just
2: sneezes on the paper.
5: Reality, <laughs> <laughs> oh no that uh, my favorite picture of my A little lab. bit of apple fritter
2: comes out of its nose like it's just <laughs> it's a gross situation sorry back oh, the Sorry.
5: Game. all right you know what you might be younger than me i think that zanzer might have been right i <laughs> go look at the show, show. Well,
2: uh astrid what are you doing
5: oh and i will say
2: that um Turbine, you're you're around your lunch break at this point. If you want to check out some other stuff, uh,
4: yeah, I don't have any more money left. Uh, so I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I've, I'm still... the uh, the uh, animal show is just people. the The price of admission gets you into that. So you you can play like booth games, but like yeah, yeah, I, I'm I I just been I'm
4: so hungry, but I'm still like I'm 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 like I love taking in the sights, but I'm pretty hungry because I, I spent all the money I have getting uh <laughs> getting Pink and Bonk and Raider in. <laughs>
5: You see Brenda Elizabeth pouring a huge cup of cabbage soup into her thermos top.
4: It just like lick my lips. It, it smells vile, but it's it's so I'm so hungry. It's just like oh my god.
5: Your mouth
2: waters as you smell this horrible. Stuff. I'm, like,
4: I'm like staring very hard at at, uh, at at Brenda Elizabeth and the cabbage soup. Um, like I don't realize I'm staring, but it's just it's so entrancing that it's just like.
5: Excuse me. Do you want some? Um, I mean. Would you? Absolutely. Cabbage soup flows from the faucets where I'm from.
4: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I'd Disgusting. love to see that one day.
1: <laughs> that sounds incredible.
5: <laughs> Here, help yourself. Oh, hi, I'm Brenda Elizabeth. Uh, Brenda Elizabeth for sure.
4: Take her hand. Turbine Spizzlesing.
5: Yeah, you could finish the whole thing if you want, honestly.
4: Oh, my God. Thank you. I'm so hungry. <laughs> oh just, right. like, tossing, like, like shots. Just, like, tossing back at suit. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. You, uh, can you roll? Give me a constitution saving throw.
5: <laughs> to not have your sinus cleared. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Let's see.
4: Uh, what is that? That is a 14.
2: Hey, it's sitting. Okay.
5: All
4: right. Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> it smelled a little weird, but, like, you're not. You're not. Your stomach's not hurting as much anymore. Like. It was a weird meal but it did its job. <laughs> you're sloshing around a little bit.
4: Hey, aren't you that uh aren't you that grandparent girl?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, no parents but a surplus of grandparents. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah, and you're you're the guy who drives the car that has boots for wheels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I I uh, saw a squirrel got caught up in the boots the other day. Oh
4: God! I didn't see that. I gotta go back there and clean it at some point. Oh,
2: There's God. just just absolute mayhem in the tire <laughs> bits in like the treads of the boots.
4: Like,
1: oh God!
5: Does um. turbine have like a special badge that he's working the show?
2: I think uh, yeah. I think he has a different colored wristband, like a green wristband or something. That's like staff.
5: Turbine, your staff. What do you know about the best-in-show pony display?
2: Oh, Oh. if you... Look, the mayor put it
4: on special this year. If you like horses, I mean, this this thing is going to blow everything else out of the water. I mean, nothing's ever going to be as good as the obelisk, but, oh, man, they got all kinds of horses there. They got Palomino's, (laughs) they got Arabian's, they got Mustangs, and others.
5: (laughs) Brenda Elizabeth steadies herself (laughs) so she doesn't faint.
2: As he lists horses for an hour, uh, Astrid, as as they're talking about horses, uh, mm-hmm. you've you've entered, you've skipped the long line of uh, people with wrist, regular wristbands trying to get into the uh-huh. uh, into the festival, and you know you are a rich kid that maybe doesn't have a bunch of friends, and so you look around and maybe uh, it's a little uncomfortable.
0: What what do you think, uh, Astrid, would do? Um. Uh, I think that she she sees two people that maybe she can make her friends for the day
5: mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and what about my stirrup pants and permed bangs makes you think that you can control me
4: (laughs) both reeking of cabbage
2: (laughs) it's like it's yeah you i mean they're like the the people that are roughly your age so it makes sense that you're like i guess i'd go i also didn't mention i have
4: like just huge like big old like coke bottle glasses that have like (laughs) Multiple <laughs> varieties of lenses that I can like flip in and out depending on like what I'm reading and how far away it is. Just giant fucking oh. glasses and a big ol'. Yeah. Oh. Brenda
5: uh. Elizabeth should have some, some, uh, some second-hand like, old man glasses that <laughs> were passed down to her for one of her grandparents They're grandpas. your
2: grandparents' uh, prescription, so it's yeah. like your eyes are just being wrecked by these.
5: <laughs> I'm working up to them, you know? Winking <laughs> at each other,
2: down in suit listing horses. <laughs> oh, horrible. Astrid, as much as it pains you, you do walk up to these. <laughs> uh,
0: I go up to them and smell... You both smell terrible. Let's go and get some churros, and then you can watch me play carnival games. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm
4: on board the moment churros is said.
5: <laughs> I'm on board the moment anyone speaks to me. Okay.
2: Oh great.
5: <laughs> I I click and and walk away, expecting them to follow. <laughs> it's not a spell, but it works like a spell on Brenda. <laughs>
4: I, I scurry along after i feel, I, I, I mean me so if this makes sense. I feel like as like as just like this guy who sort of is like a a collector of trivia and stuff he kind of just like knows a bunch of stuff about the town, a bunch of people around town uh I feel mm-hmm. like it maybe makes sense for him to be like at least aware of astrid uh-huh.
2: totally. You would all be sort of aware of each yeah. other if not like actual friends like it would make sense that you're like, oh, I'm finally introducing myself today, but like generally okay. you've seen each other before.
0: I'm just assuming that they know who I am, and I'm not really interested in who they are.
5: <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is hitting a little too close to our actual relationships, Shavon. No,
1: <laughs> how <dare> you! <laughs>
5: um, so I know that Astrid owns the hotel.
2: Yeah, this is. She's like, wow, this is kind of a big deal for you guys. still like, Astrid, the Astrid Starborn, snapped at you to follow her. <gasps> hey, hey, can I ask you something?
5: Yes.
4: What's it like on the inside of the hotel?
5: Oh, that's a really good question. I think I was going to think of asking that too. I wanted to
1: know
0: too. It's nice. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful building in the town, obviously.
4: Well, second most beautiful building in the town.
5: The obelisk is, is the obelisk building? considered a building? I mean, not as Well, beautiful. there's actually
4: two schools of thought on this. Now,
5: some people <laughs> actually, consider
4: I'd love the obelisk to hear. a building and others consider it more of a monument. Now, I believe that the uh, obelisk <laughs> is hollow. Which I start
0: playing more... uh, a, a game called Wack a Gnome <laughs> and just like raging out on this game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're I mean this is another game for children and yes. you are crushing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: using my actual real Warhammer instead of the rubber mallet that they
2: The, the person working the game's like, "Oh," it's <laughs> like grimacing and just watching you slap. Please please don't. Please don't. <sighs>
0: oh, don't tell me what to do. Don't you know who I am? You want to do the,
5: there's the axe game. It might be more suited for your Yes, uh, obviously yeah. I <laughs> want to do the axe game. Oh, that sounds fun! I'd like to throw an axe as well. I don't think I've ever been around a weapon. <laughs> well, you know, except for Grandpa's cabbage soup.
4: <laughs> This—what are you kidding? This stuff is great. <laughs> I just been like, <laughs> slurping this stuff down.
2: Siobhan, if you want to play the axe game, uh, the, the, there's a like a, a little like bald dwarf with a helmet on uh, you know like kind of trying to get people to come up to play the axe game he's got you know like this kind of carnival vibe it's like one silver to play if you want I, he's like okay little lady uh, so the the, uh, the object of the game is hit the axe and the, and the target if you hit the target uh, you get uh, the bigger prize and there's a um, you know like a big stuffed horse stuffed animal and uh, if you you know if you hit the target but not in the center, uh, you get the smaller prizes, and it's just um, points to it like a bunch of bananas. Uh.
5: <laughs> just regular bananas. <laughs> not yep, stuffy. Uh, <laughs> so you know we got. Wow, what does that say about this town that we need to win food?
2: <laughs> These are shipped in from out of town, so bananas they don't grow around here. So this oh. is a bit of a delicacy.
5: I've had
0: bananas before. Give me the axe. I
2: I
4: lean it over to Astrid and I just say. I believe it. <laughs>
2: Yo. <laughs> so just give me an attack roll.
0: Great.
4: I'm I'm thoroughly convinced. Like I'm already convinced that Astrid is gonna fucking kill this game. I'm like <laughs> so excited to like watch the master at work.
0: Uh, I rolled a seven.
2: <laughs> okay, so it's a it's like a hand axe stat. So you would add, you can add um uh it's your you're proficient at because it it's a throne weapon with, that you can use strength for. Oh, okay.
0: Um, so seven plus six, so thirteen.
2: Great. So you hit the target, but not in the center. The the, the axe you threw just digs it, like it's like goes way further. Like you are, mm-hmm. your muscles ripple as you just huck this axe as hard as you possibly can into this target. The guy working there is like, oh, all
3: right, that's one banana. Oh my god.
2: fucking. <laughs> <One banana. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it like chips out a chunk of the target, and he's like, oh, I didn't know people could could do that. Uh, and he hands you a banana, and he's like. You're the strongest person I've ever seen.
0: I throw the banana behind me and put another silver piece down. I pick up the banana. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I to play again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 21. <laughs> yeah, you
2: throw a hand axe that uh, buries itself so deep in the center of the target that it rips the entire thing in half. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
4: I cheer just so loud. I'm like immediately like on board. I'm just so happy for, for success in any form. I'm just
1: like, yeah, incredible.
0: I of course expect this kind of response for everything that I do. Take it in my stride.
2: The dwarf reluctantly hands you the uh, large stuffed animal uh, horse. And is like, uh, we're going to have to shut it down for the rest of the day. The target's gone. Didn't bring any extra
0: targets.
4: <laughs> That's okay. I didn't need to play anyway.
0: <laughs> uh I immediately just hand hand the horse uh to Brenda.
2: <laughs> Holy shit.
5: Brenda has been fully quiet staring at this <laughs> at this stuffed horse the entire time and the second that you put it in Brenda's hands she's still frozen but a tear comes down. <laughs> next next game. <laughs>
2: Uh, nearby though the actual horse show is starting. You hear the oh. like the sounds of the like shepherd dog uh, you know sheep trials ending like uh, someone puts a little metal on a dog <laughs> and uh, they they get out of there as yeah! uh, a literal pony show. I don't even understand why the being <laughs> just thrill. <laughs> as you start watching the show, give me a perception check. All of us? Yes.
5: Oh, boy. I got a, a raw 19, but you know that's going to be good. Ooh, I got a six.
4: Ooh, and I got a seven. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no surprise. Brenda got a 25 the second that oh the ponies my start God. coming <laughs> onto the stage.
2: So as the the ponies are coming out, you, despite being transfixed by these ponies, you're, you're looking deeply at this one Palomino horse that's just gorgeous, just mm-hmm. trotting out almost in slow motion. but yeah. as it's, as it's you see it marching out into the little uh, pin, yeah something flies by in the background that for despite your focus on the horse, you see a thing dart through the sky that has kind of a weird trajectory like it wasn't a bird.
5: Uh, I'd um, like to look further into that because if there's any sort of horse flies or something, that could be really uncomfortable for the horses, so I'd like to pursue it.
2: Okay. Um, you uh, can run around to the other side of the pen and uh, give another perception
5: check, I guess. Okay. That time died.
2: Okay. I'll tell you that uh, this time you lost it. Uh, you can't figure out where it went, but it was oh. like weirdly golden. Something about this Clean. thing was shining in a way that it wasn't uh, metallic. I mean, Astrid, it wasn't metallic.
5: I just saw something flying. That's the color of your wristband. <laughs> what is it? I want it. Where is it?
4: Can I do? Can I do an <laughs> investigation check to see if I can like look for any clues about where it went or anything?
2: Uh, yeah. Give me an investigation.
0: Ooh,
4: baby, a twenty-three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go.
2: Okay, with an investigation check of 23, when you check the other side of the like paddock or whatever it's called, you see that they are like um in the mud there was briefly tiny like almost like bird like you know when you see seagull <gasps> prints in the sand, mm-hmm. but they're like kind of like webbed. You look at it closer and they're they're not webbed, mm-hmm. but they have mm-hmm. like uh joints in them that are a little like I, I would say like Kind of like a Lego man or something, you know, like it doesn't look like an actual animal's joints. There's something uh, something not human was here.
5: Mechanical. I was thinking that. I mean, I am someone who really enjoys animals and uh, rendering them with my rainbow gel quill. (laughs) And my animal curiosity was not awoken by that.
4: I really like machines, but I've never seen anything like this before.
2: Oh, you don't actually see the item
4: there. you see the print, right? Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
5: Okay. Well, I just—I suppose Brenda Elizabeth wants to, you know, keep an eye out because she wants to make sure that the horses are still able to have a pleasant experience in this show.
2: So yeah, you, uh, you're you're still on guard. You're looking around, uh, but it's kind of hard to not focus on these beautiful horses as the, the show <laughs> continues. <laughs> as you're talking about the footprints, Raider and Bank and Bonk walk up They're like. <laughs> What are you, uh, you guys, uh, investigating? Uh, what are you, little um, uh, detectives, over here playing detective? Yeah, kinda.
5: I, I mean, yeah. Why would playing detectives be lame? Playing detectives is just about the most fun thing. Not to mention all the TV shows that are the most popular are just people playing detectives.
2: <laughs> uh, whatever. I, 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 you know what? Um, you know what's cool? Cooler than playing detective? The obelisk. No. my daddy, <laughs> your daddy did you just say your daddy?
0: I um <laughs> hold up my warhammer and and step towards them intimidatingly.
5: I stand next to Astrid and I say, yeah you know what Astrid's dad is cooler yeah Astrid's
0: daddy
2: <laughs> <laughs> what uh make a group
0: intimidation check. <laughs> i got a dirty 20 14
5: oh wait a second (laughs) (laughs) i have a minus one so that's a 12
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay overall not horrible uh raider is like oh uh wait so wait you're are you astrid starborn
0: yes obviously
2: oh okay yeah whatever you're lucky that 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 your dad is so rich because otherwise um you know, I, he'd give me a hard time. I, You know what? I'm just going to.
0: It's not luck. He worked really hard.
2: <laughs> this kid is like two years younger than y'all. There's no reason <laughs> for him to try to make fun of y'all. <laughs>
5: he's,
2: he's just like bored, uh, uncomfortable.
5: Raider, I got to say, I feel like there's got to be a better bully than you in this town, right? Or are you the town bully?
2: I, there's kind of a, a power vacuum there. So I tried to claim it and it's not going well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but as Raider is like flailing to make fun of you you hear this massive all-encompassing horn blow a like insanely loud air horn like sort of like a fog horn blasts Uh. through the town people are like literally covering their ears uh, Are are
5: the horses upset?
2: horses are running around in circles like crazy it's coming from give me a perception check
5: that's gonna be a 12 and a 10 for me and
0: uh eight for me
2: okay it's it's really it's so loud that it's hard to tell what's happening but it is so it's also so loud that it's like kind of breaking your reality (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you see other people looking and it is coming from the obelisk Well, the group has formed,
3: and it's safe to say this Remembrance Day celebration has taken an interesting turn. Yeah, the obelisk is starting to make some strange noises. I think everyone's going to have to tune in next week to find out what surprises the obelisk has in store. Okay. It's safe to say as well that Turbine is extremely excited.
2: <laughs> turbine, uh, the obelisk made some weird noises, and so did Turbine. So did Turbine.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to get all new episodes months early and
3: hear the exclusive arc barks over on our Patreon. Zach Oyama was your dungeon master for this episode and the characters were Emily Axford playing Brenda Elizabeth Mike Trapp was Turbine Spizzles Inc and Siobhan Thompson is Astrid Starborn This episode was edited and produced by Zach Oyama and Jasper William Cartwright Bye Bye